Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 87. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. So happy you're here. It's a cool show today, per the huge around here. Always got a cool show for you. My guest, Justin Klein, is the founder of Markerly, based in Austin, Texas. And if you really like to nerd out about marketing stuff, this is a good episode for you, okay? Justin talks about what they do at his company to help us all understand more about influencer marketing, um, like from the brand side, but also from the influencer side. It was a really cool just chat, casual, excuse me, chat with him. And I learned a lot and I think that you will too. So that is coming up here in just a little bit. But first I have a cool announcement today and the day this is coming out is Monday, June 21st, 2021. The wait list for the summer 2021 enrollment for Small Biz Social Society, my membership, is now open. You can actually join the wait list to be one of the first people to join Small Biz Social Society this summer. Um, I don't keep enrollment constantly open because quite frankly, that's a lot of fucking work. Um, (laughs) And also, I love to have those times where enrollment is closed. So my main priority for the membership during that time is to just serve the members and nurture the membership because that's what it's all about anyway. So we just open enrollment only a few times a year. And this is your chance to get in this summer. So the wait list is now open. So if you want to get on the wait list, which you do, um, you are also going to get as a little gift from me a really quick, uh, like 12-ish minute, I think it's actually shorter than 12 minutes, uh, free training, uh, how to batch Instagram reels. So to get that, all you're going to need to do is go to brittanycrossoncom slash summer. 2021. Okay. I know it's a lot of S's. I'm sorry. I didn't think about that when I named the membership. I just loved the name Small Biz Social Society. And now it's like, oh, that and Social Sunshine. Like it's a lot of S's, but it's okay. We can do this. So it's going to be in the show notes, but go to brittanycrossoncom slash SBSS summer 2021. Also, the link is going to be in the Instagram bio for Small Biz Social Society and my Instagram bio. So if that helps you, you can just go to the link there. But you're going to get the free training, um, How to Batch Your Instagram Reels. You're going to get on the wait list so that you are one of the first people to have access to enroll. Enrollment actually starts um, July 19th. But you want to go ahead and get on that wait list right now. You want to get that free training. And um, you really want to get rolling on Instagram Reels. So if you aren't familiar yet um, with Instagram Reels, all it is is it's a feature within the the Instagram app, right? It's all inside there. And it is 
micro video content. Okay. Really short videos. Like right now, the, the length limit is 30 seconds on Instagram reels. And if you know what TikTok is, then you'll totally be able to understand Instagram reels. It is essentially Instagram's version of TikTok. So, but it's Instagram ish. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's similar to TikTok, obviously in that it's shorter videos and you scroll through them, you know, by swiping up. Um, it's definitely a similar vibe and definitely like trends carry over from TikTok over to Instagram reels. But the difference is that if I could just kind of point out the first thing that comes to mind, if you love Instagram, and that's where you like to spend your time and that's where you like to market and network and all those things for your business, for your brand, then you need to be in the reels game. You need to be. It is so powerful right now. Um, So powerful, in fact, that I personally, like in my personal brand on Instagram, gained um, 6,000 followers in five months by using Instagram reels with no help from advertising, no, no cheating. I don't buy followers, no bots, no nothing. That's just me committing to using Instagram reels multiple times a week, you know, sharing those videos and sticking to it. And I mean, 6,000 followers in five months. Um, it's pretty incredible. And I also have heard so many success stories from people actually in my membership already that are already members of Small Business Social Society are having really cool results with Instagram reels. So if you like Instagram and you like that Instagram vibe, you definitely want to be on Instagram reels, whether you have participated in TikTok before or not. It it really doesn't matter. Um, it's, it's just a really cool way to get out there because if you're wondering like, what, it, what do you mean it's powerful? What, it, what the hell is that all about, Brittany? What I mean is that you, because it's a popular feature right now, and I think it's going to continue to be honestly for a really long time. And I hope so, because it's so fun because of that. And because it's a newer feature, Instagram really wants people to use it. So you're almost like rewarded for using it in a way because what it does is when you post a video into the Instagram Reels feature within Instagram, it goes out into Reels land, okay? And so not only are your own followers going to see it when you post it to your feed, because yes, you need to be posting it to your feed if you were wondering about that, not only will your existing followers see it, and so your existing community on Instagram is going to be excited to see that you're doing this new creative thing on Reels, but also it shows your videos to total strangers, new people. Like you gain exposure to new people that never even heard of you before. And if they start seeing your Reels videos and that attracts them to you, boom, it's very easy for them to just tap on their follow and new follower, right? So that's why it's so powerful. And that's why I wanted to make sure and include that freebie, that how to batch your Instagram Reels freebie for you um, when you join the wait list. It's actually a training that I did, like a little mini pop-up training that I did for the membership, actually. Um, uh, I don't know, earlier this year. So I wanted to also share it with you when you join the wait list. And even if you are already on my email list, you can still join the wait list and get this free training. like. You don't have to be brand new to my stuff. You can still do it. So it's brittanycrossoncom slash SBSS summer 2021 to do that. Look, I don't know if it sounds like I'm talking fast, 
But holy shit. Okay, so I had Starbucks this morning, and this is not normal. Like, I don't usually have Starbucks because I work at home. I worked at home before COVID. So, you know, I don't go like a ton of places. because I don't have to drive to a job, which is fabulous. I love it. But what that means is that I'm not going to Starbucks. Like I don't have time for that shit. Like I just make coffee at home, start working and live my life, you know? And, um, and today we, um, Ryan and I took the kids to, um, vacation Bible school and for the, like their first day. And so I was like, oh my gosh, can you take me by Starbucks on the way home? This is exciting. I'm never out in the morning like, like this, like out about in town, especially in the summer, I'm going to have Starbucks. This is so exciting. So I order like a huge iced coffee situation. That's delicious. Usually, like I said, I make them at home, but I order this and I paid $47 and I didn't really pay for it, but you know, it's expensive. And, but I don't get full caffeine because I don't know about you, but like I am, I am wimpy when it comes to caffeine. (laughs) It affects me more dramatically than alcohol does. Um, And also with like a history of anxiety and stuff, honestly, you really do kind of have to watch your, your caffeine intake because it can kind of start making you feel nervous. But anyway, so I tell this gal, I want like half calf. We, we have this coffee conversation. Like I'm turned into this like difficult coffee person, you know, whatever. And it's like oat milk and it's, you know, the whole shebang. And she's like, oh, I have an idea. I'll do one. It's normally it's three shots in this venti, you know, whatever. I'll just do one of the regular and then I'll do two non or, you know, whatever uh, decaf. So I'm only getting a third, a third of the caffeine that's normally in this drink. And I could run around my whole damn neighborhood like four times right now. That's how much energy it's given me. You people out there drinking full caffeinated shit all the time, especially from Starbucks, you are a monster. I don't even know how you handle it. But anyway, so that's my coffee story for today. Um, All right. I'm going to quit chatting because I want to let you listen to my chat with Justin Klein of Markerly coming up next. Today's guest is founder and president of Markerly, an influencer marketing agency in Austin, Texas. He has led the company's growth, guiding strategic direction, product development, and developing Markerly's platform and media practice. Prior to Markerly, he was responsible for managing multi-million dollar monthly ad budgets for brands such as 1-800-Flowers, Sony Pictures, Hilton, and more. In addition to leading and growing Markerly, his interests range from philosophy, ethics, history, cryptocurrency, and blockchain technology. You might need to explain to me what that is. Software engineering and advising startups. And a fun fact, he almost got into paramotoring. (laughs) Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Justin Klein. Hi. Hello. (laughs) First of all, what's up with the para, am I saying that right? Paramotoring? Yeah. Do you know what that is? Well, I Googled it before I met you. So yes, now (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah. My my wife, like after she found out, she kind of like talked me out of it. Um, but I really wanted to try it and I took a couple lessons and I was like one lesson away from getting up in the air and my wife like showed me like the statistics of like broken limbs and fatalities <laughs> and I was like yeah maybe I shouldn't do this um, <laughs> it's like okay fine she scared me so 
yeah so that never ended up happening okay okay <laughs> so that dream just went to die um, uh, yeah probably a, a hobby that um i probably yeah i'm it's probably good i don't have that hobby yeah yeah okay she probably saved your life this is good all right um okay love it um welcome thank you for being on the show Thank you for um, taking the time. And I would love for you to please, just in your own words, explain to everybody what you do. What does Markerly do? I mean, just in case somebody's not familiar with influencer marketing and, and what really it is. Yeah. Well, I can back up and just explain generally what influencer marketing is. And then mm -hmm. that might make, you know, it might be a good segue then to get into what Markerly's place in that space is. Yeah. Um, so I mean, now's the first time ever, right, that your next door neighbor could have millions of followers on a platform like Instagram or TikTok. Mm -hmm. And that allows for brands to tap into this whole new kind of channel um, to market at, to consumers. And we basically help forge those relationships between brands and influencers. Um, and it's funny because I feel like celebrities they they've always, you know, it's kind of like now we have a bunch of mini celebrities, right. Um, right. But like influence has been around, I think since before marketing, I feel like marketing was born out of wanting to influence people. Right. Right. So it's just interesting how it's come for full circle. Um, and yeah. now, yeah, it's just, uh, now we have so many different, ways to market and the whole premise behind marketing is to influence but influencer marketing is considered you know a subset of marketing it's just funny right yeah like how all that kind of has played out right and it's um, all it's all just so connected and you're right it's all kind of like it kind of is all influencer marketing in a way i guess <laughs> yeah like you could argue that like advertising like tv advertising like what do you want them to you want people to go buy your stuff so that's you're influencing them that to, to, to buy something, right? right. Uh, influencer marketing is a category though, that is specific to like, typically when someone says influencer marketing, it's about social media influencers. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they are creating content um, on their, you know, to be put on their social media, you know, right. Pages. Right. Okay, cool. Yes. So, so as far as what Markerly does, what's y'all's place in that? What are what exactly have you created with that? So we are like a quasi agency and technology company. Okay. Uh, in that we run like a managed service kind of shop for mm -hmm. influencer marketing. So like we'll do everything from, you know, strategy to, uh, you know, the outreach to the legal compliance, um, tracking, mm -hmm. Uh, we have a platform that clients log into to track the campaigns. Um, we're also utilizing technology to like find the best people and to make sure that they are getting, um, you know, engagement rates that are higher than their peers. Uh, and yeah, and it's, it's very much a full service. And then we also do some uh, software licensing as well. And we have um, a couple SaaS products that we're working on. Uh, one that is, kind of soft launched and then another one that we're, we'll probably end up launching next year. Okay, cool. Okay. So, all right, let's dig into the two. I, I want to 
help, especially make sure everybody understands, because I, I know a lot of people li- listening to this show, um, maybe, well, some people are already are, you know, considered to be influencers, uh, whether they're blogging or whatever they're doing, but um, people that want to also. So I would love to know like how it works. If somebody says, you know, goes to Markley's website or comes to you guys and is like, I want to do this influencer marketing thing, trying to figure this out. Where the hell do I start? Like what, what do they do? Yeah. So I, I think that it, it all depends on, you know, what their goals are and what kind of budget they're working with. Um, and then you kind of just let the goals and the budget kind of dictate what you can do. Uh, in, right. in order to meet the goals uh, with the budget that you have. And hopefully those things are, uh, uh, you know, well-balanced. Right, right, right. But I mean, like, do they need, it, like, before they get started, should, you know, because I know people are really concerned with things like, um, like the number of followers they have, you know, that's a very common concern. Um, I think that some people are worried, well, do I even have enough followers to try to start getting into this sort of thing and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, do you have any- about- someone wanting to be an influencer yeah got it like so, from what like from what you've seen like what what do you feel like is good for them to know if somebody wanted to get started on that like do they need I to have you. a million followers <laughs> well you got to start somewhere yeah right yeah. so i think you know and you it's best to be true to yourself like you don't want to uh, be someone that you're not just to try to get famous um like i don't recommend right. that because <laughs> is that that's not you know, then you, yeah, uh, you don't want to get into that. Uh, have you seen, ha, did you see that documentary, that fake famous or whatever? There was a recent I have one. not, but I saw, I, it was it on Netflix? I think so. Or Amazon Prime? I think, those, it, right? I think it was on Netflix, but yeah, I watched it. It was actually quite interesting. I saw Social Dilemma. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting and pretty spot on. Yeah. 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 That one didn't surprise me. So many people were like, had dramatic responses from social dilemma. And I was like, this is nothing new, (laughs) but the fake famous thing was funny because the, one of the girls that participated in their little challenge, I guess you'd say to like give the fake followers to, and see what happened to their Instagram accounts. Like she actually got into it. One of the guys was like, Nope, I hate this. I'm out. (laughs) But then this other girl was like, she was really into it. And even though a lot of these followers were fake, it like, I don't know. She started getting all these brand deals. It was kind of crazy. So it was neat. You got to see kind of both sides of what, yeah. what can happen with that. But anyway, sorry, back to <laughs> get a little sidetracked, but yeah. So I just know that a lot of people listen, listen to this show are interested in actually be officially being an influencer on social media. And I think that people are worried, like, do I need to already have tons and tons of followers? I mean, I feel like there's a place for everybody, right? It just, you're just not going to maybe be at that income level as somebody with right. a million followers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like anything, right. It's like, (laughs) like if you start a business, like it's not like, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to be rich. You know, it takes time and you have to be committed and you have to put out content on a regular basis. And I think consistency is like really important. Like you don't want to be that person that puts out a piece of content every single day for three months. And then all of a sudden, Oh, I, you know, they burn out and yes. can't do it anymore um, or they go on vacation and they're off their schedule and you know oh no now I've got to get back like then it, it gets really hard like you want to you want to commit to a plan that you can consistently do no matter what right to build in you know those uh, you know that kind of um, 
uh, routine. Right. I'm so glad you said that because I preach that a lot, but it helps just to have other people join my cause. <laughs> yeah. like, like, see you guys, Justin also agrees. You got to um, have that consistency. If that's really what your goal is, you're trying to grow a business or of any sort, right? On social media. If you can't, I mean, that's marketing your business. You got to take it seriously. And you got to, like you said, something that you can like sustain, right? If you get yeah. burned out and you quit, then it kind of screws up the whole situation. Yeah, so, you need but, to make it easy. Yeah. Well, you were saying about, okay, so earlier you were talking about budget stuff. You were talking about the other side of things. So I, I'm I interested, but I'm interested in that. I would love to hear about that as well. So you were talking about like, <clears throat> excuse me, a brand or an advertiser that's looking to get influencers, right? To, to market their stuff. And they, they're going to come to you with what they're looking for, what their budget is, all that stuff, right? How does it work from their end? Do they- yeah. I would love to hear about that. For sure. So yeah, it all starts with like, you know, what do you want to do? You want to like sell soap and you have a certain amount of budget. Like, do you want, like, is, are your competitors just like killing it with influencers? And now you feel like you're, you've been left out and you want to jump into that game so you can start creating a lot of content and buzz around the brand. Uh, you know, so like typically a brand or an agency, like we work with a lot of agencies as well. And they uh, kind of like farm out um, the influencer portions of their larger marketing plans um, to us. And, you know, it all starts there, right? It's like, what's the budget? What's the goal? Uh, and then we try to, you know, figure out this puzzle on the back end um, to make all that happen. Right, right. Do they, so do y'all have, I'm, I'm just now, now I'm just getting curious. Do y'all have, um, like, is, is it an online setup where where influencers can find brands to work with like that or is it not does it not work like that so it has changed a bit like it used to be like that more mm -hmm. so and it's becoming more of like invite only um like yeah kind of thing yeah where, like we'll find you if we have something like that kind of thing okay yeah, no, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Because I've, um, over the years, just in what I've done on social media, like I'll get all kinds of emails from companies that say like, okay, you're an influencer and we want to, and like, you're going to match you up with this or that. And it's just so many now yeah. that I'm like, I, you don't even know like what's going on, who's legit. How do you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, and I can't even imagine like from your end, you're seeing like all these people that are like, I'm an influencer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> And it's got to be like, you know, daunting, like to have to sign up to all these things and what you're going to like log in, like you get to apply to all these, like, it's, it's a just lot. a clusterfuck, right? Like, yeah. so yeah, we, uh, we realized that, uh, you know, a few years ago, and that's why we were moving away from that. Um, because I, I feel like there's just a better way, right? And having like 30 different influencer apps that you have to log into on a daily basis just doesn't seem like that fun. No, a little differently now. <laughs> okay, to cool. Make it, to make it a little more, uh, to make it easier on the influencers. Right. Right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I still, I, back in the day, I think I got logins to a few of them. And then finally I was like, Oh my God, like, no, stop. We, I got to back yeah. away from this. It was crazy. Um, so, okay. So what are you thinking about? Like, I would love to hear your opinions. Are, because we talked about before we started recording, we were going to talk about the flu the 
future, excuse me, of influencer marketing. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Like, I know you're really into thinking about going forward and what's to come. Um, tell me, tell me all the things that we should all be ready and looking for. Where do you think everything's going? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's, you know, platforms are going to, you know, wax and wane in terms of popularity. Um, but the fact that people create content and that they've built a brand around that, that that will always remain constant, uh, in my opinion. And I think that there will always be a need for brands to work with authentic personalities that are aligned with, you know, what that brand stands for, or what those brands stand for. Right. Right. Do you yeah. think, I mean, do you think, do you see anything like, like, is there anything, okay, this is, how do I word this without being, I'm not trying to be a hater, but like, is there anything that you see in influencer marketing now, just like maybe when you're on social media or whatever you're witnessing that you're hoping will go away or you're hoping will change, right? Or improve? Like, are there things that you see that are like, eh, I'm not really into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's very, like some people do things very transactional in yeah. like a very transactional way. Yeah. Very transactionally. I wanted to say that. <laughs> yes. Does that? We can that do that. Or, we can make that a word. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, and oh, to, to like a crazy extent to where it's like, so quid quo pro, it takes the fun out of it. You know, it's yeah. like I pay you, you make content and you make it great, you know, yes. and it's like so robotic and it's like, you know, what's the point? Like the, the goal here is to create content that people are going to resonate with and that the brand that like accentuates like all the great things about the brand. And it's about a relationship and it's more about like the story and the content. And I feel like that ends up translating to sales. It's more about the long game. Like I feel like brands are too focused on like short-term gains uh, you know, they're almost like day trading influencers. Um, and like, you've seen the statistics, like day trade day traders do not do as well. Like, it's really hard to day trade. Like, why would you do that when you could just have like a long-term, you know, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm more for the long game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I love that. Cause I'm, I'm a creative person. And so I, I, I relate better to that way of doing it than it being transactional, like you were saying. And I, and I know that, um, I know people that kind of do some of both and yeah. it does seem to be kind of, it's almost like, it's almost like when, I, and I know I'm in marketing, so it, maybe I can tell more than the average bear, but like, I can tell whenever I, like an influencer that I know is doing something more transactionally on their end too, right? Like that it was like not really all that fun of a project probably. And they are just kind of like doing this ad because, you know, I paid them something. And like, it just like, I can feel that it's not as authentic that the whole thing, you know what I mean? But then I can see that same person do some other sort of thing, some other sort of sponsorship and it feels so much better. Like, and, and I think that you tell me if you agree, I think that an audience, like I recognize what it is because I'm a marketer, but I think that even people that aren't recognize, right. Whenever something comes across as being inauthentic and 
in marketing online, right? I mean, they may not be able to articulate it or pinpoint it, but people aren't going to respond as well, right? On yeah. either side, right? So if the brand is doing something too transactional and also the influencer, I feel like yeah. people can just feel it, right? Absolutely. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, that influencers shouldn't be paid for, for their work either. Totally. I think that there needs to be a healthy balance. Um, it needs to be like symbiotic um, and in an authentic way. And it needs to, you know, the ethos of the influencer and the ethos of the brand needs to, you know, they need to mesh well. Um, and it's okay to say like, oh, I, you know, I, this is in partnership with this company and, and I really love like what they're doing. And like, that's, you know, that's what you want, you know, like, it, I feel like those are the ones that end up, uh, being the most authentic and like resonate the most with people because at the end of the day it's like you're trying to uh pierce you know people's uh you know kind of minds with a message and uh people need to it needs to be relatable and you know it needs to be something that it moves emotion to a certain extent right yep I'm totally with you on that. That's awesome. Okay. So this is off topic, but I saw earlier when you moved behind you, yeah, I know you guys can't see this if you're listening, but it says automate all the things Oh yeah. <laughs> on, on his wall, automate all the things. Um, I I'm so into like, for some reason that maybe what it like, are, is this a thing for you in business with automation? I know this is totally off topic, but <laughs> yeah, as a business I mean, I, owner, right? Because me too, I'm just feel like you're on the same page. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Anything that you can automate that's like repetitive, um, you should. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just read something in, um, in a magazine, which I look, I told you I, I was traveling and it's like the only time I read a magazine these days is when I'm an airplane. Cause I get so excited to read an actual magazine. Um, and I was reading entrepreneur magazine and somebody gave the advice. It's that's why it caught my attention seeing your sign back there because, um, they're saying, uh, when you're trying to grow your business, um, automate before you hire or something like that, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I relate to that. Cause I've done that myself. Is that like, what have you as a business? I would love to know, like as a business owner, how, how long have you been in business Markerly? Since 2012. Okay. So a good while. So is that, I mean, do you agree with that? Cause I love the fact that we even have the option to automate because growing up in my, my dad's business and the family business younger, you know, like I was a teenager or whatever. I, there was none of that. None of that. Everything was manual. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like the idea of do things that don't scale first and yeah. then how to automate it. Uh, like I, I always like attacking problems like that. It's like, do something like it, I think a good analogy is like the jukebox with the monkeys on the other side, you know, uh -huh. and they're putting the records down and oh, yeah. they're making the, yeah. the jukebox work. And you do that first to make sure that, you know, what you're putting out is something that people like. And then once you get some sort of product to market fit, then you start turning the monkeys into robots. Right. right? And I feel like that's always a good approach. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And that, now that I think about it, that's that's the way that I've I've done things. I didn't even realize didn't even realize I was doing that. But yeah. Um, so have you have are you able to in in what you do actually use automation in a lot of ways, like in your business, like like you know what I mean? It, 
is your process like that? Or do you have stuff that's more still hands-on in? Oh, I mean, I think that certain things you just shouldn't automate, like certain things like humans need to do. Yes, right? agree. <laughs> like, like an example would be like, I don't know, like contract stuff, right? Like we're yeah. just not there yet. <laughs> right. so have like to trust a robot to like negotiate <laughs> contracts and, you know, to do legal work. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in the future it'll get there, but it's not there yet. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And then just like, I think like anything creative, right? Like that you can't really automate creativity. Um, yep. Like yep. I did, like there is like uh, a group that uh, wrote like an AI that was able to um, recreate or like write new songs by like dead artists, which was kind of creepy. So like, I like checked, I like listened to like, oh, this is a Kurt Cobain robot song. You know? Yeah, and it sounded a little like him and, it's oh, like wow. that style and it was all done like via like artificial intelligence and there was like a there was one by um amy winehouse oh my oh, yeah and like uh, jim morrison uh <laughs> and it was kind of creepy but anyways that's a i'm totally uh, rambling now i'm getting off topic but uh but yeah <laughs> did i answer that question yeah yeah no i just i just I just liked uh, asking you about that and the automation and your business and stuff because I saw the sign and it just it just interests me because I've I've been in that position of growth in my company and so like what I do is social media management and content creation and whatnot for uh, mostly the small businesses and um and yeah automation has been a lifesaver in the growth especially and then trying to decide okay so we can automate this and that's good but we can't automate that and do I need to hire someone for that or can it be automated like you know it's always like a juggle a juggling act and that's why I thought I would ask you um how that how that has been for you what do you have before I let you go I would love to know like if you have any specific advice you know or just any sort of tips for honestly either side right whether it's the brand or an influencer that's that's doing this kind of work like what you guys work on i mean do you have any standout things or things to avoid or anything like that to give somebody some guidance whether they're a brand or an influencer yeah i mean i think it just all comes down to being yourself as cheesy as that sounds um yeah like, no? i think like the brands need to like know who they are yeah right and what they stand for and you know they should have like their values like well defined because that's going to help them figure out if they do want to work with influencers, like who they should be working with. And ideally the people that are aligned with those values uh, that ideally their values are like authentically aligned. Right. Right. They're not like pretending to be someone they're not uh, just so that they can have aligned values with a brand. Right. You know? So like, <laughs> I think that it's really important to just like be authentic and I think like focus more on like long-term relationships, know that like, oh, if, if I do a good job, like they might come back, um, yep. you know, on both sides, like, oh, if I, if the influencer does good, the brand might come back. Oh, if the brand is fun to work with, with the influencer, then the influencer might want to work with that brand again, because it's a two-way street, yep. you know, like they're all the time. Like if a brand's being like, you know, pain in the ass, like the influencer could decide like, oh, I don't want to work with that brand anymore. Right. Uh, you know, and vice versa. So I think it's important to, you know, understand that, you know, this is a relationship and 
you know, you don't have to do it if you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love that. That is really the perfect advice. Cheesy or not, it's so true. Authenticity is is key when it comes to all of this. Everybody's going to be better off whenever that's the case anyway. But Yeah. And it is our, so cliche in this industry, but it's true. It's like, yeah, and why beat around the bush, right? It's like, that's kind of what it's all about um, and having fun while you do it and unlocking new talents and creativity. Yeah. I love it. All right. That's a good place to end, Justin. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Brittany. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, I will. Oh, wait, before we go, tell everybody where they can find you guys. How can they find Markerly if they want to connect with you and your company? Yeah. So markerly.com, M-A-R-K-E-R-L-Y.com. It's kind of like markerly.com. All right. And uh, yeah. And then I'm just Justin at markerly.com. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.